Welcome back to yet another episode of The Trek, where you lucky people, two episodes in two days, what did they do to deserve us, Gray? Um, well, hey, they, they release all this stuff, and we got to say something. We have, we have, and it's not about becoming first necessarily with the news, because we didn't win that competition. Uh, it's about our excitement and it being relevant and getting it out there quick before it becomes outdated, and we're not as excited, but who are we kidding? Um, so there was, it was uh, New York Comic Con this weekend, which I feel gets treated just as importantly as Star Trek Day, if not more so. And I don't think it should be because oh. Star Trek Day. Wait, wait a minute. Let's, let's 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 go back on something you said. I what would much it? rather see San Diego Comic Con and New York Comic Con when it comes to this kind of stuff than Star Trek Day. Star Trek Day is a disaster. No, I agree. I agree. Like, that's my point, though. That is my point. Yeah. Right? Star Trek Day should have the best Star Trek stuff. Is whereas we actually got that was the best trailer of all of them. The card one yeah. that we saw, and like you should be shown that without all the cheese and crap. I never watched any of the panel stuff. I just literally saw the trailers. Great. So <clears throat> if um, if there was any other good content in there, I don't know about it. Um, I think the real reason is really obvious. They know that the bigger eyes are going to be on San Diego Comic-Con and New York Comic-Con. So they're going to go and premiere all the best stuff there. Star Trek Day just doesn't get the kind of uh, the, the kind of no, uh, notoriety or whatever notoriety. It might be, that might be a bad word or a good word. <laughs> so is it, but they don't... Is it the Comic-Con that's on? I know, I know, is it New York Comic-Con that's on? I know TwitchCon is on at the moment or it's just finished in San Diego. But is there a San Diego Comic Con um, on as well? No, no. I was just saying in general. San Diego oh, Comic Con already already ended. Right. New York Comic Con is I uh, think either just ended or it's still going. Um God, New York Comic Con goes way back. I again I'm gonna show my age, but I was at the New York Comic Con in seventy three and seventy four. New York. Nineteen seventy three and seventy four years ago. I'm so old. <laughs> But he's still, but only, he's, he's still but not up here. He's still, he's still, he's still uh, keeping up with the young team, guys. He's still, you know, you're only as old as you feel, right? Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, we're digressing already. We haven't even started. Great, one hundred one special in this podcast. Um, right. So we have three trailers to discuss. Um, we'll go in order of less least appealing to us to most appealing. So we start with uh, Discovery Season 5, very brief, Prodigy Prodigy Season 1.5, as Gray and I are dubbing it. A little bit more on that, and then we'll put most of the meat and potatoes into Picard Season 3, because way better than the other trailers. Yeah, a lot more content, too. So, uh, bear in mind, uh, I won't spoil anything, because Gray hasn't seen Season 3 and four of Discovery yet, because understandably, he was a bit miffed and a bit pissed at season one and two. 
but he's going to take one for the team and he'll watch them by the time season uh, five comes along, which we don't know. That's the first thing to start on, Gray. We do not have any known do- no no known date for it, and that's understandable because um, it will probably most likely be after Picard, which is February the 16th. It'll probably be next summer, I reckon, before the show. Maybe spring at a push. Um, but yeah, so... I'm thinking, that, well, if they if they go with Discovery before Strange New Worlds, then I'm thinking Discovery Season 5 is going to be more like end of April. Yeah. Maybe beginning of May. And Just then after once Picard. That's over, right. And then once that's over, Strange New Worlds, probably June, July. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it sucks we have to wait so long for Strange New Worlds, but yeah. it does, it does. But you always save the best to last, Gray, don't you? So, um, yeah. but yeah, so we don't, we don't see a lot here. Um, Gray saw the trailer; it doesn't spoil anything, so it's fifty odd seconds long. It's not okay. impressive. It seems I put a couple of notes here. Uh, not much at all. Does it seems like a cross between Mad Max and Fast and the Furious? And I'm not the only person to have said that. There's a lot of riding on old bikes and stuff, and I'm thinking this is the future. Why we're no old bikes? Um, <laughs> very random. Is uh, it the 31st century, right? Or 30, 30th, 30th century, yeah. Unless they've just went into the 31st. It is the 30th century, yeah. 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 And, and as, you will, as you will see, Gray, when you do get it, you will see the technology of that, of that, of that yeah. century. There are futuristic ships that are just... Mind blown. They look fantastic. Voyager J. Nice uh, touch there. Um, mm. But yeah, so cross between Mad Max and Fast and Furious. Uh, I can never remember how, this guy's name, but the guy with the tie is back now. Uh, Gray, I don't think you've met him yet. Uh, I can't remember mm. his name. People that watch this and are up to date with season four, he's a mysterious guy, Gray, that, and I'm being careful not to ruin anything for you here, obviously. He appears... I don't worry, man. <laughs> he appears in season three later on, uh, once they do the future time jump, and um, he is not in Starfleet uniform. He wears a shirt and tie. You don't see that in Star Trek at that at that kind of timeline. Um, he wears glasses as well, which weird considering. And he's you know that's that sounds like Men in Black. Yes, Men in Black. Or I got vibes Movie. of. The guy from Half Life, uh, the game. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't remember what his name was, G Man or something. Yeah, uh, yeah. but that, or, this... or the um, you remember this uh, TV show Fringe? Did you ever see it? Say that, say that one more time. You ever, you ever see the TV show Fringe? Oh hell yes, I loved that. Remember the uh, remember the bald headed? Uh, there was a word for him, and I can't remember what his character's name was. The bald headed oh, guy that I know he talked about everywhere. The, the, the black guy? No. No, no, no. That was the white guy, the bald head, and he popped up in different timelines. And he was he was the stranger. I don't forget what they called him, but it reminds me of that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Him. That was like, that was such a good show. I mean, that was when JJ Abrams was at his best, not when he went kind of. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 The black guy from that actually was the same guy, uh, that was, uh, we, discussed it briefly on Gray's podcast, Gray's Green Room. We talked about Resident Evil and how we hated it, mm-hmm. Hans and I. He was uh Wesker in the show. Black dude. Can't remember oh, okay. his name. He's okay. a he's a he's a good actor. He does a lot of voice parts in video games and stuff as well. Um mm. but yeah, so 
the dude with the ties back, he's fascinating, Gray. You'll love him when you get to see him. Uh, he says to Burnham, the greatest treasure in the galaxy is out there. You know, like, I think he says the known galaxy. I mean, I'd, I'd like to think the biggest treasure is the unknown galaxy, but hey-ho, I'm just being pernickety. Yeah. Uh, and you did see him, Greg, because you saw the trailer, so you did see the dude with the tie and the glasses. He is yeah. working in Starfleet, or we don't know what he does, though. Um, the like same. Ops. But, well, hopefully, <laughs> Section 31 <laughs> coming soon. Anyhow. Um, no, it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> the same uh, Federation president is back, which is ob- ob- obviously makes sense. It's uh, half Cardassian... Half uh, human. I'm not spelling anything there for you, Gray. She is the Federation mm. president, and at this timeline, um, she's actually de- decent actor, uh, decent president in the show. Um, and then we got at the end, Burnham's with more Fast and Furious, Mad Max chaos. The best way I can describe it, she seems to be riding some kind of spaceship racer thing with her spacesuit on, saying. It never gets dull, and I'm just thinking, you've turned Star Trek a little bit into J.J. Abrams' hot rod enterprise here. Like, come <laughs> on, you know, you can have a bit maybe of maybe the uh, maybe the life cycles in Tron. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. What well, looks it was a little bit like a one of those yeah, cycles, but back. in space. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, you don't ride anything in Star Trek. It rides you. And quote that. This is, um, this is part of what I talk about with Discovery, yeah. but anyway. Yeah, hey, hey, I, I, there's no point opening up that can of worms. That's well and truly opened and is rotting already, Greg. We we know it's downsides. I agree with you on on them. Uh, but there is. We some... do have one thing to may, to maybe look forward to, and I, and obviously I'm I'm being a little mean here, but since it's going into season five, it should be over after that. We don't have to worry about it anymore. We haven't got to afraid of it or worst TV uh, 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 series of Star Trek yet. If we do, I think. Um, Ray probably wants to do a sub episode just on how much he dislikes Discovery alone. He's got a lot of merit in that. Well, that's but I don't like Enterprise either. So, and a lot of fans don't like Enterprise. So it's kind of like right. I up prefer there. Enterprise to Discovery, and that's saying something. Probably. You know? yeah. So uh, there's no known date for that, but like, if we're being logical on it, unintended, it would probably be uh, after Picard. So at least April onwards before we see that. I reckon. And there's no point in them giving us a date yet when they're probably still working on the uh, CGI and whatnot. So um, then we move on to Prodigy um, season 1.5, October the 27th. Um, are you looking forward to this one a little bit more, Gray? Yeah, yeah, because I really enjoyed Prodigy. I thought it, I was didn't know what to expect of it, and I was kind of wasn't sure I wanted to see another animated show after Lower Decks, but then I heard it was going to be more of a somewhat serious nature so i figured right that could be good so i watched yeah. it and i was pleasantly surprised that it was pretty good yeah because it wasn't as goofy or silly or comedy yeah it like. was only yeah it was only silly in certain parts here and there to keep the kids entertained middle teenagers or, or late teens well, it's, i guess it's, it's aimed at younger something. than that it's aimed at younger than that it's actually aimed at four to six believe it or not i read this they're before going as low, what they're going as low as four-year-olds yeah yeah no, I'm. It's, Nick, totally it's, Nick, it's Nickelodeon, mate. It's Nickelodeon. I know. No, I get it, but I, I think they're totally off the rocker. The ones that are going to get that are going to like it, if they're going to like it, it's probably going to be more like at least I'm thinking twelve, thirteen year olds, and yeah, it could up. be. 
Could be as well. I mean, um, believe me, I, 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 I have a granddaughter that's five, and she's not gonna. She wouldn't go near this show. I'd be lucky. I'm, so it's, it's just, animated. It's, she might. I don't, yeah, it, but it'd be more like you look at it. Oh, look at the pretty colors and the pretty. That's, I mean, that's really. If you're gonna get into the meat and potatoes of it, like uh, you're really gonna, you know. And, and I'm and I'm saying that from a viewpoint that let's see, I was. Uh, oh God, when. Star Trek, the original series came on. I got to admit, I was only about 10 years old, 11 years old. Yeah. Uh, but I was so into science fiction at that time because I was reading Jules Verne's books and all kinds of other stuff and Arthur C. Clarke, even at that age. And I just like Star Trek. Oh, my God. What is this? <laughs> so that was hooked. Yeah. And that no, was true. it. So true. True. I mean, animated series was on Grey. You must enjoy that. OK, you weren't a kid, but. You must well, have the, liked well it. when they did TOS animated, I I only like I liked it a lot because hey, new Star Trek. So to me, it's like new Star Trek, impossible. Oh wow! Awesome. Although you had to put up with you had to put up with the filmation animation. Ooh. Yeah, I mean that was early animation, man. Come on. It, I mean the stories were still good and very and they're actually very strong. And the stories. voice actors were played. Voice by acting really was good, right? So that met it before. But when you see some of those. Some of those scenes, like when they're running, you see the legs move and the, and the background goes like this. They've come a long way with, you know, and, and done better stuff now with the lower decks and especially Prodigy. So you say pennies. Um, but yeah, so Prodigy, uh, every time I say that word, I think of the band and Firestarter. But anyway, um, yeah. it seems uh, from this trailer, a little bit longer, but not as impressive still as Picard. Seems the team um, uh, I've seen, I put, are not, but I mean a mistake. It seems the team may be proper Starfleet cadets just because uh, Hologram Janeway is hipping, uh, putting the communicators on them. They've got the uniform, so maybe sure. they'll be cadets, maybe they won't. I like the cadet uniform. I don't know if that's actually proper. I think it is, actually. Yeah, they're kind of blue. Um and it seems that the real Janeway, because even though this is animated, there's a real way in a holograph Janeway just to add to the confusion. Two Janeways for the price of one. He's still on the hunt for the protostar because last time we saw uh, season one, then at the end we saw real Janeway on what looked like that ship from Star Trek Voyager, the Dauntless, the one with the slipstream, uh, but it turned out to be mm. a ruse. That, it's not called that. I can't remember what it's called, but they've obviously used the same design. It's got slipstream on it now because the Federation have got slipstream. Yet we don't see it in any current Star Trek. So that's really annoying. Love to see yeah. that. Um, and Admiral Admiral Jamie. So I'm getting mixed up with Jamie's already great. Uh, well, Hol real Hol animated Janeway. Hol Janeway. <laughs> don't don't <laughs> you add to it the hologram Janeway says. I love this line. The real me is hunting us? Question mark. Pause. Good luck with that. With the usual sassy Mulgrew kind of tone, you know? So yeah. I'm looking forward to the battle of the Janeways. Um, it doesn't look like, from what we could see and hear, that they're necessarily going straight back to Starfleet stroke the Alpha Quadrant because with Slipstream, it is possible to go up between the quadrants a lot easier and quicker than it was before. And that's how they should really mm -hmm. open that up in the future of Star Trek, Grey. I know we're used to warp driving stuff, but come on, they've got to you you expand the storyline by not necessarily jumping galaxies, but being able to within right. a timeline 
go to the Delta Quadrant in a matter of weeks, for example, you know. Uh, so I hope they, they expand that going forwards. Um, if you remember Dal, the kind of the young guy, yep. the unofficial captain, we someone comes across him and knows a lot more about him than he knows about himself, where he came from. We get that in the trailer, and then Gwen, uh, the daughter of the bad guy from season one, and what's a bad guy at the very start herself, I guess, until she came to yeah. love the crew. She seems to remember her past, actually, because a lot of her mind was blocked out. Her dad's a nasty piece of work. Uh, Yeah, at one point in the trailer, she apparently remembers everything. Yeah, she remembers everything, which God knows what that means. Um, It could be good or bad. (laughs) And and the real Janeway seems to be impressed by these kids, because she does say, who are these kids? So she's got a bit of respect for them, um, admiration for them, pun intended. Um, mm, or she might just be saying that wants to throw them on the brig. <laughs> it's Janeway. She's got a bit of leeway, though. Uh, last yeah. thing I noted here myself that we, because we didn't see, there is no sign of Captain Chakotay yet, yet, because he is captain at this stage. Uh, and I hope we do. I hope Beltrain comes back to voice him. I think he said he did. So I, that's again. what I was wondering too. I thought maybe they would have shown a little, little bit. Yeah, tiny in this bit. trailer because right because we've been hearing this for a while that he's in it. So why would they not well, want to show? A he was in it in season one, great, but only briefly, yeah. and it was like a hologram version of. But he did voice his character, but it was yeah. a couple of lines. Uh, but you're right, we didn't see anything in this trailer at all about that. Maybe it gives it away. I hope there's a bit more of a an episode of him in it or something. That would be really good. Hey, we we saw Tuvok in Lower Decks who didn't say a darn thing and didn't show up. Yeah, I was well, impressed. That's but story. I, would, I would have rather they kept him out of it. Keep him out of it unless he's going to be a part of it. Otherwise, it's, there's kind of no point. So, yeah, um, they that is Discovery Season 5, Prodigy Season 1.5, which will be in October 27th, which will overlap with the last episode, I think, of Lord Dex Season 3, which is fine. Um, one animation to another animation. We will be yep. excited by that. Um, right, I wonder if they're going to cross over the two one day. <clears throat> yeah, hopefully. I mean, and, and also, I would love to see um, if they do it properly. Gray and I discussed this briefly before. If it's done correctly, and I know I'm saying if it's done correctly, low um, with writers the way they can be. Bring some animated characters from either of those two animated shows into live live action if done properly. So, Lord X may mm-hmm. be more difficult. Because they just like taking a piss all the time. It wouldn't work in proper Star Trek. But if they came in and they come up against the right character, like say someone that's got a bit of humor to them, Riker or something, you know, and they they some of their kind of Lord Je- Lord X kind of jokes, it might work. Mm-hmm. Same with the Prodigy kids; they become proper cadets and Starfleet officers, and they make appearance live action. Love to see it. Only if done properly, though. What about you, Gray? I agree. Yeah, good. Yeah. Right. Okay. Meat and potato time. So we'll kick off with card season three. That's coming out February the 16th. Safe to say, Gray and I are looking forward to this the most because season one and two have been such a letdown that we really hope they don't ruin it for us. Judging by what we saw, it does look a lot better, but there is potential to ruin things, if I'm right in saying Gray. And you'll get the most to lose because I think you definitely disliked it more than me didn't you 
Uh, probably. I mean, yeah. like I said, season one was season one was and, and I'm taking out one really bad thing in season one when they turn Picard into an android. I'm going to pretend that never happened for the moment. So if I pretend that never happened, I, I might go as far as to give season one a seven stretching it. Now, if I count the fact that they turned uh, Picard into an android, I'd dump it down to a five. Uh, because that was an awful thing to do at the end. Everybody across the board hates that, and everybody across the board pretty much ignores it. Yeah. Um, and and for the most part, they I thought they were going to ignore it when they started season two, but no, they had to bring it up. And then season two was a horribly written, terribly acted series that just went right into the tank. Um, and it was good. Like I said, if you're going to watch Picard season two, watch episode one and the last episode. That's the only ones worth watching. <laughs> Everything else in between is just uh, garbage. Uh, you just you just want a wormhole to just take a shortcut from everywhere to anywhere, don't you? Um, well, at least season one gave us some hope. It wasn't great. It wasn't ho- horrible, but it gave us some hope. There was some good stuff in it. So I was thinking, like, okay, this isn't so bad. This is a decent little send off, you know, starter. And season yeah. two should kind of pick up from there and ugh, right down the tubes. I know, man. I know. Hey, hey, glass half full. That's where I am, and I hope you can well, be for this I, as well. I might be a, I might be a glass half full, maybe from what we've seen, yeah, in the trailers so far. I, I don't know if there's going to be another new trailer. From what I'm hearing, this might be it because they've already done three. I think this being the third one, I, I suppose. Yeah, you know, they'll third, probably third just rehash it so. a lot until it's time to. I'm actually, I'm, I'm actually surprised that they. Showed as much they as put, they did this early. Yeah, they they put a, yeah they put a lot into this, and we still got it like almost four months to go. Yeah, so I was like, well, that, that's a lot to put in it. It's probably ready to go just now. I mean, I know they've got they've always got all oh, this yeah. extra CGI and post production all that to do, but but I would have expected a trailer like this to come out maybe two months before, not yeah. four months before. Hey, we're not complaining. Hey, we'll take, we'll it. take it. We'll take it. Yeah. Right, we'll kick off then in the meat and potatoes. So we mm-hmm. do start this trailer. It is. Two and a half minutes long, this actually, to be fair. We start off with um, a couple of random characters uh, coming into the bar, which I think someone said I read online is a version of 10 Forward. Probably makes sense yeah. on, on Earth. Um, these characters come up to Picard, who's just trying to have a meal, chill out, and they go, Admiral. Uh, we do note here that the whole cast is back for this, by the way. Uh, pretty much, yeah. Right. Yeah, the whole cast. Um, of the main A-listers anyway. Um, and bear in mind, the way it's cut doesn't mean these things will necessarily happen. They're very smart and right. sneaky Hollywood. So we do see these snippets and scenes. We see the t- Titan A adrift, uh, possibly out of action. We hope... I, this is what I was wondering, actually, Craig, because there are scenes where it's getting absolutely smashed through the this uh, trailer, the Titan. Yeah. And we think maybe only last one season. Uh, maybe it will last longer. We, we, we don't really know what its status will be, but it, it takes a pounding, and if it's out of action at that particular scene, that probably take place, I'd imagine, later on. I wouldn't be surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, were you happy to see Riker uh, properly back? It looks like in his captain's uniform with all the proper pips. Yeah, I think um, <clears throat> I have to go back to look at Picard season one again. I think he had that uniform on yeah. when he called in the fleet. He, he was reserved, though. He was reserved. So I think now right. it's looking like right. he's properly 
not reserved back in action, but good to see. But you, you didn't like something. You, you, there was a line here that you put, Gray, that you weren't a fan of. Well, it? Picard at some point in the trailer says we must run. Uh, Seven says from what? It's the only thing you see of Seven in the entire clip, which is kind of strange. But anyway, <laughs> and I, I just, the, the first thing I think of my when I see this, he says we must run. I'm going like, come on, man. Stop running. That's all the series has ever been. He's always running from something in the first season. He's running from stuff in the second season. I mean, come, you know, enough already. Stop saying we're running away. You're going forward, dude. Has he ever heard of teleporters? There's transporters even. They're they're a lot quicker on all this running malarkey. Yeah, that's true. It's good to see, hey, uh, uh, Patrick Stewart in his late 80s or whatever age he is, still running his age good for him okay you gotta keep fit in the if, future gray you know just if you really now. if you really look at the trailer in the past trailers and you go back even on the uh season one and season two uh, patrick stewart ain't doing a whole lot of running dude he's not running much he's not running much at all oh, God, they should just people. show him from the waist down and have somebody else run you know what they should do great they should have the uh star trek the animated series running underneath them yeah, that's his legs like, are just, like you've mentioned. That's exactly what it looked like. Yeah, they've got to keep fit in the future as well, Gray. What can I say? Um, mm-hmm. We we then cut to the enemy ship for the first time. I think it's called the Strike, uh, from what I could gather mm-hmm. um, reading online. Which I don't like that name. Oh, eh, we'll see. Uh, Gray and I have got a point in this each because. We're not impressed by it. And yeah. I think it's because no, no. I've mentioned here it looks for me like a cross between Nero's ship from the Kelvin verse that we shall not talk about universe. Yeah. Um and the Scimitar from Nemesis. Scimitar was a bit more impressive on its own, but it's this whole pointy talon thing. I get they're getting inspiration from nature, Grey, but this ain't nature, mm-hmm. this is a fecking starship. And right. why does it need to... What's the practicality of these little pointy wing bits it's got going forward? Nothing. The Intimidation. Thing, the thing that, uh, right. The thing that I always liked about Star Trek is it went through uh, different series Practical. and stuff of the past is you always had different ships come around. The Kardashian ship is different than, than the Dominion ship, that, which is different than some of the Federation ships, which is different than the Romulan, which is different than the Klingon, which is different than some of the other aliens. And what do we see? This ship, which looks like the same garbage we've been seeing for the last couple of years and in the movies. I mean, can you think of any better ship out there? Hello? I mean, <sighs> I would want to see a cool ship, something different. And this is just blah. I don't, you don't see yeah. this ship very cleanly at all in this, in this trailer unless you freeze uh, frame it. And yeah, there's I a couple other scenes where you, you do see it. But it's just, it's, again, it's yeah. just blah. It's, no, it is, it is blah. It's like... um. It, it it's like a cut down. Uh, what was that ship called? Uh, Nero ship and and the Kelvin verse one. I can't remember. What it, I forget, I had I a funky name or something like it was mutated ship or something. It was weird. Um, it just looks like a cut down version of that, but like a different color. I'm not a fan of it. But yeah, and it seems to be heavily armored and geared. Of course, it does. Typical. Uh, um, these yeah. enemies seem to really work in their starships for years in advance, knowing what they're going to do, I think. Anyhow, right, so we're not impressed with the designers because they normally make good starships for the most part, not so much with this one. Um, I do recall 
loving the scene, Gray, where the Titans go along. Because some of the cinematics in this trailer were stunning, I must admit. The camera yeah. angles and uh, the way it's panning across the hulls of the ships. You see it panning across the top of the hull of the Titan A uh, with the music in the background. It's going through a nebula and then the kind of nebula lightning in the background kind of flashes and sparks off showing the strike in the background, hunting them like prey. Rath- thought that Rathacan. was cool. Rafa can still, and because it's a nebula, <laughs> they're probably not aware that that enemy ship is, the, the strike is behind them. Uh, so yeah, it's obvious where they're going with this one, Gray. I think uh, that they're mm-hmm. they're they're this this we'll get to the bad guy in a moment or gal, should I say? Uh, they are going for they're trying to recreate Star Trek: The Wrath of Khan, and they have to be very 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 careful with that after the Kelvin verse. Uh, don't try and recreate it. Try and make another great bad guy, but stop. Don't do too much copying because. Just lame, guys. Yeah. Come on, it's just lame. I know you've already written it and made it, but let's just hope it's. I mean, awesome. as much as I, I, I liked some of the stuff that I saw. I, I go back to the same thing again about writers trying to be a little more original. So it's, it's almost like, like, what, what should we do? Well, let's have a fight in a nebula. Well, that's never been done before. I mean, it's been done several times. Yeah. And like, come on, can you think of something else? I See, mean, there's, there's other phenomena out there in space, or you could even. You can even make up another real sem- semi-realistic phenomenon in space if you wanted to. And stop with this nebula, nebula. Let's go in the nebula. Let's fight in the nebula. What about that nebula? How about the nebula? Yeah, that's a good idea. Nebula soup. <laughs> um, so, but yeah. we'll see. I mean, you know. there's You're allowed inspiration if you're a Star Trek writer. Or even if you're, you've never wrote for Star Trek before and you're Which, wanting some inspiration. What? Hmm? You just said something that's really prophetic. You said you said if, in, unless you've never written for Star Trek before, and that's why they have all these crappy writers for, for, for um, season two. I believe you shouldn't just have to be a previous Star Trek writer to be a Star Trek writer. If you've got the chops for good writing and you need a bit of help mm-hmm. to get Star Trek ideas in there, then you look back at previous stuff for inspiration sure. only, but not copying. Not, not the pl- copy, right? Plagiarism gets you... Your exam scored off at school, Gray. So, you know, yep. you should be doing it in bloody Hollywood. It's lame. Anyway, right, so yeah. we obviously complain a lot on this show. That's part of it. Part of the course. Um, the enemy is revealed. Um, Vanak or Varnak or something like that. Um, i passing the name, but, you know, it sounds like a Star Trek enemy bad guy type name. Uh, played mm. by Amanda Plummer, who uh, was in Pulp Fiction, amongst other things, way back in the day. Uh, so she is a established actor by herself. Uh, daughter okay. of the great Christopher Plummer. Uh, right. And I noted uh, here that she reminds me of Dr. Evil's love interest. I think, Ray. Okay. <laughs> she totally does. She looks. I expect her to go, hard, 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 and just shout the way she normally shouts to her henchmen in Dr. Evil. Um, I mean, I, I, I like the fact that it's Amanda Plummer, and obviously she's she's got a track record, and besides being the daughter of Christopher Plummer. But I, but when I saw her, or I saw the character. I don't want to say the actress per se, uh, but when I saw the character, I was kind of like, I don't know. I wasn't really all that. Did you recognize her right with... off the bat? No, I didn't recognize her I at all. So she's, yeah, she's a, she's new. I think, you know, brand new. And that's okay if you're going to have a brand new character. But I just, 
I don't know, man. When you saw and and it's not a it's not a man versus woman thing either. I just sort of get that straight. But when you saw uh, Christopher Plummer playing the Klingon, he was a striking figure. Yeah. I mean, as soon as you saw him, it's like whoa. When you see her, the first time I saw her, I went, oh. <laughs> so it's kind of like it's it's okay. You got to look the part as well, don't you? Yeah, but then I don't think she really looks the part that much. I'm kind of like, I don't know. I reckon she'll be great in this, Gray. I've got a funny feeling. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I think just because she's a good actor in her own right, that, and hope maybe she even loves Star Trek, who knows, that she'll, she Mm -hmm. must do, her dad was in it. Um, But uh, you you did note something when we first see who she is, Gray, what she does in her chair, like... uh, Obviously. Yeah, there's a there's a scene that Christopher Plummer does in Star Trek Six where he you see him swing around from the chair, uh, and deliver some of his well, more famous. I know what it was. It was like that. this great. It was cry havoc and let slip the dogs. Of the war. dogs of war. Right? Brilliant. So she does something similar to that in this in this scene, uh, and I thought just I was just thinking back and I was going like, there you go. That's that's a good little little yeah, trick you want to yeah. do. I don't a little know. homage homage thing. I don't remember what she said there, but the fact that I don't remember means it's nowhere near as brilliant as that line because yeah. the, right, the writing in the Star Trek 6, they were brilliant. I just saw these poets in there and, ah, loved it. Um, yep. But, yeah, so uh, we we then see the strike, as we believe the name of the ship is, smashing the Titan up, and it seems to not be firing back I see there's far too much to Star Trek. Yeah, there may be a reason yep. for it. Radiation, power, out again. It's just sitting there, getting absolutely smashed by this thing. Um, and Gray's not happy with this. I'm not happy. Now, <laughs> bear in mind, Gray, like what I just started saying, we don't, anything could happen. But right. try and show some of the, it's a trailer, so you've got to show the best of the whole uh, right. season coming up, don't you? So we, yes, we see the good guys getting smashed. But we want to see the good guys smashing back. I didn't see much of that, did you? No, I, no. I there was only a little scene later on when uh, when uh, uh, Riker just says, fire all we got. You see uh, the Titan, I think it was a Titan, yeah, shooting some uh, photon torpedoes, which is fine. Where the photons? But the thing is, it like, yeah, yeah, the, red, yeah, the, yeah the red photons. Um, but the thing is, it just seems like you and I both agree. It, what is this thing with the Federation ships getting pulverized all the time? I mean, we keep seeing it way too much. It's kind of like, so what do you just sit there and get shot at? And every time they have to turn around and go like, well, you know, well, yeah, the shields aren't really ready for it. And we're and then they just get, I mean, it's happening in lower decks way too much. Oh, yeah. We, Cerritos, we, last episode. In one season, one season or season and a half gets pulverized like several times. I'm like, OK, I know it's not an enterprise ship, but I mean, come on. I mean, this is like ridiculous. And now and I'm seeing it where you really shouldn't be seeing it. You're seeing it in the trailer. So if you're going to show that, I mean, I go back to, I don't know if you remember these, but you can see them online. Uh, the old trailers that they did for Wrath of Khan, right? They used to, sh- they showed scenes of the, of the Reliant firing on the Enterprise and vice versa. So that you would see both sides and you knew, oh, this is going to be a battle. This is pretty cool. In this one, it seems very one-sided. The enemy is winning and that's about it. And they seem to be, and, and like I said before, that everybody in the cast and again, I, we preface this by saying it is a trailer. I get it. Okay, but in the, in this trailer, it seems like the whole cast is running, 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 and more running. Getting smashed and running some more. Running simulator. And you get, 
Right. And you get one scene and one scene only where it looks like they're doing something and they're fighting back. Otherwise, the it's almost like the whole trailer, the cast is always on its heels. Right. I mean, it's if what... I'm making a trailer, I'm going to put more stuff that shows an equal amount of, you know, one of both of these things, you know, both, both. Yeah. And I mean, and you just don't see it. And I'm sitting there going like, granted, I love seeing the different cast members pop up. I really do. I mean, that's exciting. And it was exciting to see some of the ships and et cetera, et cetera, like we're saying. But I'm tired of this thing where the where the Federation is like you're just getting kicked in the butt all the time. Yeah, I mean, yeah it's yeah, just yeah. not right. It's just not right, man. It's just a, not right. A, a trailer is a bit like a, a job interview, Gray. You you, you show the <laughs> you, you you give and show the best impression of yourself or the content. Um, and usually with Hollywood, you always ruin it by showing all the best bits. And the trailer, so then you don't have to watch said movie or whatever. Well, you 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 make a really good point. So what if what if I walked into a, an interview and I just said, "Listen, I'm, I'm not really this, I'm not I'm I'm, that I'm, exactly. I'm not really the guy." But I'm you good want, at this and that. Exactly. Let me tell you a couple of my good points, but I did want to tell you that I have a lot of a lot of failed points too. That just don't aren't let the good. door hit you in the way out, Mister Gray. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> and that's the way it sounds. And, and we're going to get into something else where it still sounds like that, but. Let's, yeah, get ahead of ourselves. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, this is this is this why I love this podcast. Divergent, morning, like old men, grumpy old men. I love it. I love it. Uh, well and truly on the soapbox. Um, so our one of our other fan favorites is back, Mister Worf. Not just Worf, Mister Worf, Worf, looking grey. Worf, Worf. Worf, Worf. Worf, Worf. Okay, I can get down with that chant. He's got all <laughs> the white hair and stuff, looking cool. Yeah. Uh, looks this was good. The, he looks really good in that scene. He looks he, like M- Michael Dorn yeah. is looking great for his age. Um, he's usually aging the best of all the cast. Maybe Levar Burton as well. Um, yeah, yeah, Levar Burton looks really classy. But he was no well, anyway. Anyway, uh, so yeah, he's back. Uh, the funniest line in the whole thing, uh, he says when he appears though that he's a pacifist. So I guess he only fight to defend himself. As soon as he says that, Riker behind them just kind of sighs and goes, "We're all going to die," and then they t- then they transport off somewhere else. So I like that banter because the thing is, the next generation crew famously got on well for the most part with each other. So right. as as a crew, they I think part of the reason it was so popular Gray, is what I'm trying to say. In TNG, you could see the friendship and the chemistry between them because mm-hmm. they were friends behind the scenes, and that always travels onto the set and it's good to see all these old pals and veterans back again because uh, that will hopefully save season three i hope the quality of their acting and their friendship will actually save it and pull it through and, and that's yeah. guess why they've got all these actors back great right? it's a no-brainer um but yeah part about wharf is a pacifist gray notes here give me a break now that won't last long because you do see them fighting later on in the trailer, but whether it's self-defense that he goes, ah, screw it. Because he's got right, his ba- get, battle we, thing on. When we get to that point, though, I have a comment to make that actually goes back to the passivist thing, which is okay. not a good thing. So we'll, okay. we'll, get, we'll get into that. We will, we will, we will, we will. Uh, the last arena is back uh, with Rafi, possibly captain. Mm. Now, now, Gray and I both get points in this. So the last arena, when I first seen it, I was mixed emotions because it wasn't a Federation mm-hmm. starship, but then I remembered it isn't a typical Star Trek show, this Picard season one. So mm-hmm. it was a bit, mm, 
and it grew on me after a while. It grew on me. It, it was a decent. I've got it. I've got a model of it up there somewhere. Yeah. Um. So if I like detached my brain grey and went right, it's not a st- it's not a Federation starship on its right. own. Yeah, it's all right. It's fine. It done the job for mm-hmm. season one, but it seems to be still hanging about like a bad fart like you know you know it's yeah exactly just, yeah it's Won't like go, away. go now there and and the thing is it's had it's it's had more captains than you know it's two three captains now um it's several paint jobs it looks like rafi's a captain now gray and i are not massive fans of rafi right uh horrible yeah, character yeah the 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 thing is though gray i think i think we're trying to be I guess I've got to be slightly more on the fence than you, and I envy your luxury there. Um, while I don't like her so much, I think because it's Star Trek Picard and she was one of the main crew of season one and two, they have to keep more than just him in the third season to keep it up. Now, I think they chose her because Michelle Hurd is a great actor um, for other stuff she's done before. Um Two, I think the writing's done well enough for again if she can play an important role, and she kind of took over unofficially as the Riker to Picard when Riker went off to Captain the Titan. So the, there was this kind of Captain Number One thing for a while in the the Beta Canon, um, well not just Beta, it's actually Canon now. So she's important to him and vice versa. So I reckon we have to take one for the team here. I think Gray, and while we're not massive fans. Hopefully she comes on and did she do much this season one and two? <laughs> I want to see the character die in the first ten minutes. It's but... I mean the season <laughs> one she turns out she has a drug problem. Well, season one. Look, or here's the here's the problem. Here's the problem. Besides the fact that I hate her character and terribly written and the whole nine yards, the only reason they put her in season three, the only reason, is because the the writers or whatever felt like well. You know, we have to keep someone in from the first two seasons just because for the people that might have actually liked the first yeah, two seasons. Yeah. So we'll just kind of stick her in there. And I'm like, no, you don't. You should have just made it cut and dry. Everybody everybody knows you're, you're doing the third season because that was what we wanted to see the first season, not the third season, the last one. So, no, you don't have to have Raffi. She's not necessary, not, not a part of the, the whole thing. You should have just left her out and just kept the cast. The cast is already big, plus you're you're introducing some other you know new uh, villains or whatever, and we'll get to some of that. So it's already a big cast. You don't need her. Keep her out. Put her in the airlock. Flush her in space. Anything. Just get. get it, it is but, a very you know hey. It is a very good point, no Gray, because um, the cast is huge, and my concern for this is while if it, again this word F and the Picard writing staff comes about right. a lot if done well uh, it could be amazing because you've got so many toys in the toy box to play with but the problem right. often in hollywood uh, i think you'll agree with me on this point gray is when you have so many people even with the best of writers it's really hard to give them all quality time yeah. and content and especially right. raffi who is is to say where i come from a nippy sweetie which means she's a yep. uh, so the only yeah. the only character i've hated more than rafi is peanut hamper <laughs> from lower decks who do you anyway. hate more sorry peanut hamper or rafi i hate peanut hamper a little more than rafi oh wow that's a good <laughs> we'll come back Just to that that's, that's an idea but anyway to, to to come back to this a little bit um 
I, I just think it, when you have to drop a character in because you're afraid of, I don't know, maybe pissing off people to watch the first two seasons, even though you know they weren't great, that to me is just, just, it's just backtracking and throwing in something because you think it has to be there. And it doesn't. There is one advantage we have to the fact that the cast is, is a large cast. And that is, I'm, I'm assuming they're going to be doing at least eight episodes, maybe 10. So let's just say they mm-hmm. do eight or 10. Now you have eight to 10 hours, roughly, to tell the whole story. If this cast was this large in a movie, I think you would have real problems trying to give everybody equal time because the movie would be over in, what, two hours. Sure. But, if, but if they handle this right, and we always, like, like you said, we're always if, 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 if. So if they handle this right, they have 10 hours to play with. Yeah. You can give everybody a proper role. No filler stuff. There's no excuse. But all right, there is no excuse. There's a, there's something always that you can do, and everybody can get their time to shine. And Including so, Rafi. if they don't, right? If they don't, no, 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 except for her. But if they, uh, great, but if great, they no. are able to, if they're able to pull this off, and they do do what we want them to do, or hope that they do, it could be quite, quite good. But they could just as easily just torpedo the whole thing too, and make the characters really, really stupid. But I hope not. We'll, you know, we'll see. Again, the if, if, if. I forgot to mention as well. I think uh, we can't prove it. I think Gray accidentally de- deleted one of my notes at the very start. The whole trailer actually yeah. did start with the um, the distress call from Beverly Crusher. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So that, that's where it all comes from. She contacts Picard. Uh, uh, um, there's something coming after me. And then Picard comes onto the ship with uh, Riker, uh, and they see Crusher uh, in cryosleep um, for whatever reason. He looks a bit sad because I think they kind of had a thing for each other back in the day. So, uh, but yeah, bad, bad. Well, the, the good thing is at least she has a better part than sometimes she typically had in the series. I mean, so... she's a doctor. There's only so much you can do. Right, but in this, it seems to be a little more involved. So that's kind of good. Yeah, yeah. Although true. I did, although I thought I saw a scene of this is another thing I don't, I'm not sure if I understand. Of course, again, it's a trailer, but uh, if I thought I saw correctly, I saw Crusher and Rafi running down the street or something like this, and I started thinking about that, and I'm going oh, yeah. like, so we oh, only yeah. saw two seconds of Seven of Nine. Otherwise, she is nowhere to be found in this trailer. Even though she was more prominent in the trailer previous. Yeah. So if, so if Rafi and Seven of Nine had a thing for each other, like they showed in season two, which didn't work well. So she should be with, with uh, Seven of Nine. Yeah, but they're right. on and off constantly, man. You can't keep up to date. They're a thing, they're yeah. not a thing, they're a thing, they're not a thing. Make up your mind, man. Exactly. Where comes first, don't know. Um Yeah, I hope there is a good bit of uh, Crusher on this because I do like Crusher. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, but trails can be deceiving, so God knows. Um, But yeah, uh, Grace noted here uh, there was a a line that uh, was mentioned that you didn't like, Gray. You want to tell the people what it was and why? Well, Crusher's talking to Picard, or sure it looks like Picard anyway, and she says it could be what it always was, attempts on your life, and I'm trying to think about this. And again, it could be out of context because we don't know. It's just a trailer. But I'm sitting there thinking to myself, like, please, you're so what you're telling me basically is that every, no matter what you do, no matter what episode you go to, it's always the same. Somebody's trying to come after you, you uh, to kill you. And I'm like, it just sounds weird. 
but I'm going to write that one off as not getting it because we haven't seen the whole series yet. But it just starts to eek on me a little bit. Like, again, with the not original writing, you could have thought of a better line. Like, it could be all these attempts on your life. Really? There's an attempt on there was attempts on his life even before the last two series. I mean, are we done with this already? In fact, he died and became an android. And we already said that was bad. So what? <laughs> so this, I, I remember this line in the trailer and I agree with it a little bit, but also I have to respectfully mostly disagree with Craig because the thing is, he's the main guy and in one way or another, they've done it very differently from the first time you saw Picard till current times. Mm -hmm. His life has been in danger a lot. More recently, more specifically recently, like directly rather than just in the line of jury. Um, but he, people are, have been gunning for him a lot. And I think this bad guy, uh, bad gal, is after him because he represents the Federation. He's the Kirk of his time. You take him out. You don't necessarily take the yeah, Federation but the, out, but it makes your job easier for sure. But with this new villain, which again, we don't understand fully because it's just a trailer. She seems, and she even said, she's taking vengeance. So I'm... They've always got to be in their bonnet, these bad guys, don't they, man? It's like, get a grip, of course, man. It's all part of the uh, bad guy code. You have, to, you have to do these things. No, but I'm sitting there going like, so you're... So she's taking vengeance out on Picard or the Federation? Apparently both, I guess. Yeah. Because she does men mention something about the Federation, you know, burning in ashes or going up in ashes. So she obviously doesn't have a thing for the Federation nor Picard, you know, or whatever. Or like you said, what he represents or whatever. But anyway, I, that's just one thing that just kind of irked me a little bit. But it may have nothing to do with anything. So yeah, yeah. I'm not going to get really hung up on it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, we, we moved to... Um... LaForge, he's come back. Mm -hmm. Sorry, my uh, my my uh, earbuds are kind of falling apart here. Um, we we moved to uh, John LaForge. He's back. He doesn't seem too best pleased. Um, yeah. I think it's because possibly because involved his daughter uh, in the shenanigans. Um, seems now that his daughter is the helmsman of the Titan A, but then that could be misleading again. Uh, but no, I don't think it was because there was a scene where where he uh, where Picard said something about uh, LaForge. Uh, he was screaming an order, hey, like that. and it pans to her. He goes, "Yeah," and he goes, "LaForge, gun it," and she goes, "I, I." So when I saw that, I'm going like, "Oh, okay, no, probably." So. I'm just they can cut trailers any way they want. That's what I'm thinking, you know. But it makes sense. Yeah, it's the Sulu thing again, isn't it? It wouldn't be the Enterprise without yeah. the Sulu, you know. It wouldn't be a I don't know. Which actually, if you think about it, would have been even better if they had a Sulu, right? Yeah, that, that, yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. But they already did, and she was that was yeah, I know, but I you still know, want to so. see more of that. Um, anywho, right? So uh, he's not a happy guy, but he's looking good. He's still an act of um, he's still an act of duty, but it looks at things LaForge, um, and he's, he's wiser as well and truly gone now. Technology's caught up where he's got implants to make him see well enough. Um, By the way, I thought if I, I thought I picked up on the internet that because of the, the pips and the medals he has on, he's a Commodore. He is so a Commodore. What, what rank yeah. is that again? Is that below Commander or above Commander? No, it's above Captain, but below think, Admiral? Yeah, I think, yeah I, think, I think that's what it is. I think it's above Captain, but not an Admiral. 
Yeah, because you get different levels of Admiral as well. It's, I remember, uh, what was it? Uh, Commodore O. The Decker. Vulcan. Commodore Decker. Uh, yeah, and, and Decker and O from, you know, the Vulcan that turned out to be the Romulan spy from... Oh, right, right. Season yeah. one of Picard, yeah. Wore the sunglasses. That character. Yeah. Um, uh, we have then, a, we saw a scene of Rafi and Worf fighting. Is that pacifism? Is that him defending himself? Uh, I note here, only one winner, low Worf for the win. I'm not I'm not even going to take, you, you can't even go to the bookmakers for a bet on this one, Gray. I'm not taking any bets. It's, it's, oh, it's Worf for the win. Well, what I love seeing, of course, because I don't like the Rafi characters, I, you see Worf headbutter. And of course, Worf has a big head. Oh, yeah. With little, with little ridges on it, so that's got to hurt. Yeah, that's, uh, that's where I come from, Gray. That's called a Glasgow kiss. They call that a Glasgow but no, but, kiss. But here's now where I'm a little concerned, because back he's, he was saying that he's a pacifist now, mm-hmm. and he doesn't you know, go into battle or you know, whatever which is really weird because I don't care how much of a pacifist he is. He still have Klingon. But anyway, um, and then when you see the scenes where he was fighting with Rafi, um, he makes he says that uh, I was once like her where I was full of fury and, you know, and and I got talking to a random character, isn't he? I don't I don't know who it was. No, he's addressing Rafi because because when he says he's looking forward, he's fighting her. Yeah, yeah. And then he, you see the comment come after the fight. So, who was the guy who was standing me, beside then, Greg, when he's saying this at the same time? Know. There's someone right by his face. It's like in the shadows. I couldn't really see where well. But the thing that bothers me, though, about all that, that sequence and what he said was that seems to, to correlate to the fact that he is a pacifist because he's saying, like, well, you know, I was like her. And, you know, of course, I, 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 I beat her up or whatever because I had to defend myself or whatever he was doing. And it really sounds more and more and more like he is really a pacifist. And I'm sitting there going like, oh, please don't do this. Right. Okay. And again, it's a trailer, so I don't want to get too busy yeah. about it. So what I would like to see happen, which I think will happen, but maybe I could be wrong. But what I would like to see happen is he's saying this being a pacifist and you hear Riker's funny comment or whatever. And I think what's going to end up happening is he's going to he's going to flip up. like a light switch from pacifist to Cling on, it's a good day to die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, great. I look at it logically and what people want to see. Um, I think you're spot on. I don't think they would do it any other way. It would start off because it added to the comedy with Riker's comment, oh, we're all going to die. Um, right. And the humor that the next gen characters generally had between them on set. Um, mm-hmm. I think he will go screw it at one point because pacifism, while it's an honorable thing, it's not a Klingon thing, and it just doesn't make sense. So he will snap at one point and go, screw this. And it won't be to maybe much later on, yeah. but we'll see at one point. So, yeah, we'll see what happens there. I mean, you know, Rafi can hold her own. For all we dislike her, she's a good fighter. She can hold her own. Uh, that, that looked like an interesting fight, but still, my boy Worf for the win. Uh, I did note below as well, Gray, that um, this is something I read online. Um Levar Burton's real life daughter is in the series, but yeah, she's not the yeah, one that's that. on, she's not the one that's on the helm. She plays another part. Can't remember right. what part that was. So that's nice. Uh, keep keep yeah. it, you know, keep yeah. it in the family. Um, we Gray and I note below that we uh, we see the inside of the strike. I think that's what the ship's called, and it's got a very Klingon type vibe. Um, there's a nice little scene here. Ray, that you've noted 
Amanda P. <laughs> Is that her nickname? Well, because uh, I don't know her. I didn't know her character's name. You were saying that earlier, but I didn't catch that. Oh, uh, it was it was something like Vetic or Vanic. Vanic, I think Vanic. Yeah, Vanic. Sure. Um, we see her on the ship in the middle, very kind of Klingon type. You know, she's higher than everyone else. She's got her henchmen or women down the side. Uh, now, you noted this great. I was thinking of noting this, and other people have noted this, but I didn't. So I'm glad you did. Troy senses darkness because <laughs> Troy does what Troy does. Hopefully That's she right. does more. <laughs> if she's not sensing darkness... Or 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 uh, sleeping with Riker in a bathtub, or shaving them for that matter. Then she's crashing starships. I mean, you gotta give this woman more to do, like you do. With I know. Crusher. I, Come that's on. Why, yeah. I mean, I understand. I get the. I understand. She's she's empathetic, so that's what you know her race does. So she feels these things. That's cool because that can come in handy, right? But it, but when I saw it, it just made me kind of cringe a little bit and go like, I shouldn't start this. Like, oh boy. Please, please tell me Troy is going to do more than just sit there and go, I sense darkness. I sense a little more there, and I sense a little more over there. Please all, do something all, else. All she'll be then is, uh, what's his name? I've forgotten his name. Uh, Lost in Space, the TV show. Yeah. Danger, Will Robinson. I sense danger. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's all you are now. can't remember. Ro robot is called. If that's the case, I'd rather have the robot. Than, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, he was a lot more practical. Hey, look, uh, she did. She did a great job, and so did uh, uh, Frakes when they had that scene in uh, uh, Picard season one. Oh, that was brilliant. That was sweet. It I was, it was yeah. excellent. It was really good. That was one of the few high points of season one uh, was that whole thing. So I'm sitting there going like, cool, because... Now she's been, you know, she's been around. She's been married to Riker for a long time. She's got, she's got things going on. That's why I, that's why I would have picked something else to put in the trailer, or at least showed her doing something else. So please, 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 I hope she does more than just that. Yeah, come on, guys, please. She's got to. She's, a, she's a good character. Please use her properly. Um, but yeah, so now <clears throat> we move on probably to the best part of the trailer. And Enterprise bloody F. No A, B, C, D, or E. But we don't know what's happened with E. Hopefully, we think it's been retired gracefully. Yeah. And it's the first ship that's properly retired since the Enterprise A, which is hilarious. That came to a sudden death. It could still be flying grey. I mean, I have, to, I have to work out the years. It's not a silly amount of years. I'd like to mm. think it was still there, but it's probably just then been mothballed honorably discharged and now the well, f is here i mean the e the, in i know in some somewhat in naval history they also could first of all they could decommission it because that's normal or they could end up decommissioning it and renaming it and putting it out there as something, something else else yeah, yeah, yeah you know and you know used to be the enterprise but now it's doing whatever yeah and then the, the newest because it has to always be the flagship and so now we have the newer class of ship now I don't know. I'm assuming this is true, but but I read on the internet that the Enterprise F in this movie is Odyssey class. Now, it when is. I saw it, it is. right, but when I saw it, it looked a lot more like a sovereign. I mean, yeah. I get it. There's a there's a reason for that. Um, so as much as I love you, uh, Gray here, and feel free to add on to the end of this. I'm definitely mm -hmm. taking the initial still an initial thunder on this one. I'm very excited about this. Um, yes, it is an Odyssey class. What they've done is they've taken the design from Star Trek Online, the game, because they have made some cracking ships. They redesigned mm. it a bit themselves in game. I've read about this online uh, before handing it over to uh, Paramount, and the Paramount boys have done their work on it. 
Now, it doesn't look exactly like it does in Star Trek Online, which is fine. And yes, it looks very much like the Enterprise E, which is a good thing and a bad thing, Gray. For me, it's hard to start making these things look different because they're a bit scared. Don't yeah. make it too different because it's no longer an Enterprise. But they also had a win formula with the Enterprise E. So it's an iteration, it's an advancement. And if you recall the design from Star Trek Online, you only see a top-down shot um, of uh, the Enterprise F here. But yeah. underneath, it does look quite a bit different. There's like gaps, there's like pylon-type things that attach the top saucer to the secondary hull. Um, it mm. does look a bit more... It does look a bit different, but I see the similarities to the E for sure, Gray. I'd, I'd imagine right, it would just And, I, and I'm definitely up. not saying that that's a bad thing at, yeah, at yeah. all. I, it does look very similar. Because I remember that... Well, again, this this goes back now to... Uh, the Star Trek Armada games, which go way back. But in those games, they had a Sovereign class and they had a Sovereign X class. Did they in the games? What did the Sovereign yeah, X do? And the Sovereign X was, was give it to you. a little more souped up Sovereign. It didn't really look that much different. Huh. But it had uh, it had thick, thicker armor. And Is that little, like the Neo Constitution then? Would it be the kind of equivalent, if you like? Well, yeah, but the Neo, Neo is the connotation before something so neo was before constant uh, okay 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 so this was an advancement on the sovereign but not really it would almost be almost like the 1701a this is like you sovereign say, you say before how can it be before the titan a from the way, is after, the way I, but you say no before. i understand that but but neo constitution means bef- it's the oh, it's literal model be- it's the model before the actual constitution right, came okay. up being neo but i think they just took that as being like well we can probably vary on this and make the titan and that's what they did yeah. i mean the Titan, this titan and titan a looks obviously a bit different not a lot different but different than the original titan they look so, quite a bit different mate from lord x if you recall i don't know if, i don't know if it was yeah. that much different but it's different oh yeah yeah, you know, yeah. Which, is, which is nice and it's nice seeing it which especially is in which real is life, fine they know. don't need to always look the same that's is the thing like, you right, can make right. things a b c and they don't look very similar like the refit Enterprise to the Enterprise A, they were almost identical. Um, yeah. But yeah, so we see the F here. Now, we'll spend a, a good few minutes on this because we see it, and again, it's maybe the way it's cut, it won't be maybe exactly as we saw, of course. Yeah. The, we see uh, the famous space dock, not one, is that somewhere else in the galaxy, but we see the famous space dock we've seen from the movies from Star Trek Next Generation, uh, mm-hmm. in orbit of Earth with many different starships. Well done. Not so much copy and paste this time, Star Trek. Um, yeah. Many ships there. Although some copy paste jobs around there with, with fireworks going off and then you see Enterprise flying in. We assume that's to welcome it to uh, its flight. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It might not be the flagship though, Gray. Hey, for all we know, that scene that we just saw is at the very end of the series. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this this is the thing. So there's a couple of ways of looking at that. I'm glad you touched on that, Gray. So that could be the end, shaping up for the next next generation. Uh, and, and if it's done well enough, I would like to see a series on Enterprise F with a new crew mm. and cameos from some of the old guys from time to time. That's absolutely fine. But the other thing it could be, Gray, is... Um, very much like uh, Star Trek, the undiscovered, no, Star Trek Generations, number seven. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be uh, Kirk and uh, Scotty on the Enterprise B coming to see the ship uh, launch in its inaugural flight. 
like the old guard handing off to the new guard, that could be closer to the start of the, the, the season as well. Mm. So it could be either you're right, but well, I think... then if they're going to do that, they should have Shatner there and then George to kick. No, I'm oh, kidding. Oh, the, the, <laughs> on, the, only, the, the only thing with that is, right, and I don't know how you feel about this, Gray, is unfortunately, and I, I, I think this is the right way to do it, although it's sad in my heart to say as much, the Enterprise F will not be the hero ship uh, because the Titan A has to last at least the season. Otherwise, there's no bloody point. Um, well, would... yes and no. It could help out could... briefly, but it's not going to be the main star. It can't be because it's not supposed to be. Right, but but, but we, again, since we don't know the order of things and yeah. by going by the trailer, if the if the Titan A truly is getting pulverized, like we saw for whatever reason, now I could see the Enterprise E uh, F swooping in and and taking and over or helping or. Uh, I would, if if it was me, of course, we're fans, so there's certain things we want to see. But if the Titan's getting bashed up, like it looked like it was getting bashed up, then I would want the Enterprise F to arrive just in time and blow the crap out of the other ship. <laughs> That's what I want to see. So here's... Now, doesn't mean we're going to see that, but doesn't mean we're not going to see that. This, so. this is what could happen here, hypothetically, and what I'd love to see as well. So... um, For whatever reason, 79's in charge of the Titan A. And is she captain at mm -hmm. this stage? She, last time she was she was commander. I'm not, I'm I'm confused now, now because in one in one trailer she was apparently a commander, I guess, and she was and she was commander of the Titan A. Yeah. But then through this show, it looks like was it Riker's going to assume. Four? No, not commander doesn't have four pips. No, no, commander was she was she captain. How many seven pips did seven to nine have in no. the trailer? Not four. She wasn't a captain. She still commanded, right? Okay, but she wasn't commanded the ship so anyway. The, maybe for some whatever my, reason. My point of that was going to be on Deep Space Nine. Cisco starts as a commander. So right. my question is going to be: I don't know an answer to this. I think technically you can be in charge of a ship without being a captain, although it's rare. Now I don't know if DS Nine was right. a rare ex exception because it's a space station, but it shouldn't matter because it's still the main thing of the series. So I'd imagine she's allowed at least in the short term to be in charge of that ship without being the captain because the highest right. ranking person is in charge of the ship. And I'm glad they didn't make her captain. Do not make her captain too soon. You can't just put right. her straight to the top. She was, right. it was maybe touch and go to give her a field commission of commander off the bat from nothing. But I guess she's earned the right from what her, she's done or yeah. experienced to be high up. Let her earn the right of captain. A bit right. like Burnham in Discovery. She wasn't captain straight away, nor, she, nor should she have been, because it was supposed to be someone else. So we don't know what they're going to do with that one, Greg. Yeah. Well, one thing we don't know, speaking of captain, is we have no idea who's captain of the Enterprise F. Now, everybody suspects that it's Worf, which would sound logical, because if, if Riker is going to assume captaincy of the Titan A again, uh, we know Picard is an admiral, and he's not taking command. Of, well, we don't know if this is going to happen, but it doesn't. He's look allowed like to he's if he wants to. True, but it doesn't look like he is. Although he does give a command to LaForge's daughter, and he's a, he's on some ship. And if that's the Titan, then where's Riker? Here's a hypothetical for you, Gray. That is a hypothetical that I think would geek us all out to the maximum. Um, say, for example the captain of there is a captain of the titan or there isn't right they're taken out 
Turner-Nine's incapacitated. Riker has to at least temporarily take charge of his baby. Right. That's his baby. Maybe not his That's original baby, but yeah. his baby. Um, and the Enterprise F, for whatever reason, has to temporarily be captained by Picard. And you've got Picard flying in on Enterprise F going pew, pew, pew. Literally making no sound effects because Patrick Stewart has no standards for this one hypothetical <laughs> instant. And then you've got Picard, uh, sorry, Riker on the uh, Titan A running in at the end, both coming on on the strike, the, the, the ship, the bad guy ship at the end, just unloading. That would be cool. It won't happen. Of course it won't. No, but, no, but something similar. I still want the Enterprise F hopefully and i think they will more than just has a cameo to, has to it has to fly in and save the day somewhere even if it's only flying in in a particular episode of the 10 episodes that say it has to it has to oh somewhere it just has to how many pips did Worf have i think he had four i think so yeah so I yeah have to look closely maybe on the thing but that but the logical thing would be he's he would be captain of the enterprise that be because happy i don't think me. anybody else would be um, because it would ha- because it would have to be somebody totally different that's not part of the of the old cast, and I doubt they're going to do that. They might. They um, might. They're actually so, someone. I watched another video before that uh, talked. It said, "I hope it's such." I can't remember the character's name. I hope it was such and such a name I've never heard of. So that must be uh, something from the books, or it must be something from Star Trek Online because this other character seemed to be important. And if they're going to do an offshoot, Gray, another series. Mm-hmm. Like the next next generation, whatever they're going to call it with Enterprise F, it probably is going to have a full brand new cast, which is fine if yeah. they bring in cameos from time to time to send or or on their way to steady the ship, pun intended. You know that would be a nice transition. I'd like to see that again if they do it really well, Gray, which is always hit and miss. I get with it. Star Trek Enterprise F. If they do it, no, I can't. Oh, for, right, I'm <laughs> sacking you off the pod. Right? Actually, what I would really like to see, although. And it doesn't mean it's not impossible, um, but it would be really cool if they do a series of, with the Enterprise F with Worf as captain and a whole new crew. That would be interesting. So then you would have at least one, yeah, you know, person from the past, which could naturally be the captain, and he's not that old, the character, the actor, so that he can handle it. And so he would be in command of the Enterprise F, and but the whole crew under him is all different people. Yeah. Yeah, it would work. We'd love to see it. And I think that's what we're going to do yeah. because they need new content. You always need new content going forward. So that's a great idea. They, they, and, and do you know who it's up to? It's up to you, Great. It's up to me. It's up to all you guys out there watching and listening. We we made Strange New Worlds happen. Do not let to give them mm-hmm. any credit for that, for just listening. I'm sorry. Yep. You don't get recognition and credit for listening. You, does, you get recognition and credit for doing and you didn't do until we asked you. Doing the right thing. Enough. Yeah, doing the right thing, Gray. Thank you. That's a much shorter version. Um, so hopefully we see that. That would be fantastic. Anyway, right. So after we see the Enterprise F looking pretty good and flying on, we do see another scene of the Titan getting smashed up massively this time. And someone from a review I read earlier on looked like someone had been poured petrol or gas onto the thing and lit it up it looked like a different explosion effect which was a bit weird uh, as long as it's not the typical rocks that we always see in a ship every time it blows up there's always rocks that come down which is always a like pet peeve of mine <laughs> yeah there's a guy that always takes the piss on uh, youtube about this every time there's an explosion yeah. it looks like rocks are falling down i'm like what is it with rocks in star trek um 
We just happen to be carrying some from another planet. Exactly. Uh, and then the deck. And if you put uh, Amanda's uh, Amanda Plummer's character wants to off everyone associated with Fukar, I mean, of course, I it mean, does. That, everyone in the yeah, Federation I mean, is going to die, mate. That's why I was trying to think, like, well, okay, so is your vendetta against against everybody on the crew of Next Generation, or is it against Starfleet? Because now it seems like she just wants to kill everybody. Picard knows, and I'm going like. Where is she coming from? Who is this person that that wants to just kill off everybody? Picard knows, you know. So so it's a mystery. Yeah, I just I but just hope they have. But really what's good, not a mystery is what happens next. I just hope they have really good writing for her. Make it a good, really good bad guy, and give yeah. her a deep personal reason for wanting to harm Picard and everyone else. Don't just make it. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's one of the top guys of Starfleet. Let's take him out. We need a good reason for it. Otherwise, just pathetic. Uh, so yeah. yes, um, now. We do move on to a couple of really important characters that are returning again. Uh, love it or hate it. First one yeah. is Daniel Davis is back as Moriarty from uh, TNG uh, Season 2, Episode 3, Elementary, Dear Data, and Season 6, Episode 12, Ship in a Bottle. Thank you for including that, Gray, for a little bit of research mm-hmm. there. Um, now, I'm glad it's the same actor. He doesn't look yeah. massively older. I mean, yeah, he's older, yeah, but, he, but he looks like he's certainly in the face. The it's him. Yeah, yeah, he's aged yeah. in his role. Yeah, um, he looks fantastic. He looks menacing. He's got his revolver gun. Um, now, people are assuming that he'll be a bad guy. My thought, my theory, and I won't mm. say the other character quite yet. Him, uh, Moriarty, and the other character may potentially be temporary allies. The enemy of the enemy is my friend. I don't right. think there'll be three, four bad guys. It's too much. I reckon I hope they'll right. get his expertise in to actually take out Vanek. Um, but it's good to see this character back, Gray. I loved him in yeah. TNG. Brilliant character. Well, those, brilliant two episodes, actor. Uh, those two episodes also were, were two of the more popular episodes of the series. Um, yeah. So they, they were very, very well received. A lot of fans liked it. It even won some awards. So... It's interesting. I thought it was pretty, really great to see somebody like that come back. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that guy. Well, so now we're going to have to figure out where, how they're going to explain him coming back because the last where we left he off... He was at, in some kind of prison thing, hologram prison or something? Well, it, kind of. In, in Ship in a Bottle, they sent him off thinking that he was the, the entity now because he's, he's self-aware now because he became self-aware in the first time we saw him. That's why the second time him. we... Right. The second time, though, he he became he was more even more self-aware and knowing things about the ship, et cetera. But they ended it where they sent him off with uh, a a girlfriend that he created in the whole in the holodeck, which came from came from the Sherlock Holmes books, more or less. But what they didn't tell you was it was a holodeck within a holodeck. And so he thinks he was off to go on adventures with her for the rest of their life. So he was very happy. But that was the whole ending. So that means that as far as we know, that's what he thinks was going on, that he went off and had wonderful times and whatever. So now he's coming back. So they got to explain now what happened after that to the point where he's coming back in the series. So that'll be interesting to see how they explain it. It'll probably be something similar to the way Khan came back because, you know, when Khan was in TOG, uh, TOG? That. TOG, I just made up a new (laughs) Star Trek series. (laughs) Um, uh, yeah, TOS. TOS, thank you, great. Uh, and TOS, which was brilliant, 
and then he was marooned on the planet and then how they brought him back in uh, Star Trek 2 was pretty cool and pretty brilliant there yeah. is a way of doing it just do it right is all we ask no no exactly. crappy excuses a proper come reason up with some lame thing that he came how he came back you gotta have a yeah, like some like, logical like, explanation of how he came back. Someone sold his hologram and a hologram program to someone on a space station, and Quark was involved, and it got second handed on to someone else. <laughs> and before you know it, Picard's bought it, and you're, nah, give us a good reason, yeah. please, thank you. So, well, that in fact, that program was locked away within whatever safe area of the Enterprise D, whatever. So we weren't, we weren't really explained as to what essentially oh. happened after that part. So. So again, remember when we were hearing about there might be two Enterprises in this series? Yes, Enterprise D to go back. What and... if he's still buried in the Enterprise D and he got he got yes. out from there somehow? Genius, Gray. Genius. Yes, we did hear I mean, this, didn't we? But so, so, that so, would be a, that would be a reason to say. What do you think well, then? Be, was... What do you think plausibly would happen then? They have to go back to Enterprise well, D for would, another reason, that... and they get his program accidentally, or he finds his way on there somehow seems like the first reason god knows but but my think is maybe if enterprise d is docked or made into a museum piece or something i I don't know um you know because the the saucer section was destroyed but that doesn't mean they couldn't have salvaged it and put it in a museum or made it a tourist attraction i don't know um but you would think though if starfleet obviously would know that this had transpired because that's what you do captain's logs for etc so i would have thought that maybe they got him off the ship and put him somewhere forever yeah true yet so, somehow he got out of whatever that forever was and obviously so, he's back so you so say the writers are really gonna have to write a plausible reason for him to come back it better not be something stupid oh something stupid like he's a he's obviously a sentient program now so him and uh peanut hamper and that other evil ai oh, by yeah, Jeffrey Coons come back together <laughs> to take out everything and everyone no, <laughs> yeah no, no, Anyways, no! Of course so, not. I'm joking. We'll we'll see how it goes, but I but but either way, it was. I think it's it's brilliant to bring him back. It's going to be really interesting. Oh yeah, he's the one we're looking for. And I agree to with more. you. I when I saw it, I'm sitting there thinking like, well, he's got a gun and he's shooting his revolver or something. So is he a bad? I guess that would mean he's a bad guy. But then I'm thinking like like you like. Well, maybe he's been put into a, a android body or something. So I'm thinking they must have like you said. I think they might have called on him for assistance, and he he was just you know. And he's not hologram anymore. That's not going to fight anything. He has to be like a data or a Bacardi. He's been put into a body. Yeah. Yeah. Something Um, like that. So the other character that's coming back again that I'm not as excited to see, but maybe a bit more excited than Grey, um, purely because we've seen too much of too many iterations of him, is Lore, the uh, data's evil brother. Now, I. I thought they offed him, Grey. I generally thought they offed him, so I'm not really not sure how he's back. Um, maybe you remember or explain how he might come back because you see him right at the end, and the force just goes that kind of shock. You know, I have uh, to remember. I thought he went off somewhere. Or he was disassembled, or I don't know, something like that. But yeah, he was obviously they're going to come up. They're going to come back. This is no surprise whatsoever because it had been leaked that you know they every cast member was coming back. So we we're sitting there going like, well, wait a minute, Data's dead. Finally, died twice, but he's dead now. So he did, he did, there's only did, did, did. right. There's only one way to bring him back, and that was Lore. So. No, disagree. Two ways. Yeah, you're going to talk B4. about the one that was in the B4. Yeah, you see, he was starting. Yeah, he started humming the song, and he was starting to become more and more like Data slowly but surely. That would have been better 
And then you ever had data back in rather than yeah, lore. but B4 is in pieces in season two. Yeah, in a you, drawer. Can, you ever put? I, I I used to be really good with Lego and Meccano. How difficult can it be? Um, I don't know, but but in any case, it probably it lures back either way. And and the the complaint that I have, and I think Trev does to some yeah, extent, yeah, yeah, is the fact that we've had way 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 too much Brent Spiner. Brent Spiner is like. Was in was around in season one. Brent Spiner is back in 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 uh, season two. Brent Spiner now is back in season three. And I'm going like, why? The right, I mean, it's the, the just, right. He was dead. Leave him out. Yeah, we saw enough of him. The right way of doing this would have been, yes, if you wanted to bring him back to life, which some people would have disliked, do that. But then keep him alive. He's back back properly, and then you can use him when you need to. Don't right. kill him. Bring him back. Kill him. And then tease about bringing them back, but no, it's maybe lower or B four. Like, come on, or Doctor Noonan Singh, or well, what they should have done, to be honest, is they never should have had Brent Spiner's character come back at all yeah, in he season. Was, he's two. dead. He's dead, Dave. That's it. Yeah. So if you were to bring him but back, they've done that well. They've done that well, Gray. I'm sorry, they've done that well. With but, how he died. Nice. Right, and in, in season one, that was fine. But yeah. there was no reason for Brent Spiner to come back in season two. They didn't really need to do that at uh, all. Yeah, it's that whole. It was really stupid. And so, if they hadn't bring him, brought him back, then you it would have been nice to see maybe Laura now. But now it's like it's like anticlimactic. So it's kind of like a oh, Brent Spiner again. I know, I, mean, I know, you know, and I th I think he'll be like uh, Moriarty, where the two. I don't think it. I think the my my assumption right now. I'm calling it is. Uh, Lore and Moriarty will be old enemies, old villains called in to actually help take out Vanek, the new threat, like a temporary truce well, or enemy, enemy is my friend or something. We don't know though, because Lore. No, could no, be, it's my theory. He, just, maybe Lore is teaming up with Vanek. It's just my theory. It's my theory, mate. It's my theory. I would rather yeah. have Moriarty on my side than Lore. Um, but well, yeah, the one thing I I don't like is regardless is that even if Lore is bad, which he usually is, I guess. Now you have two villains, and if Moriarty is a villain, now you have three, and that's way too many. Two is already too many. Yeah, so that's why I don't think it will be like that. It won't be three uh, villains. I, it's too much. One this is, to two this is what gets me worried about the actors. I, I mean, the actors, about the writers. I just got a feeling that, why? One villain's great, but two is even better. Like, the price oh, of one. Um, and I'm just, I'm really scared now because there's just too many of this stuff being introduced now. Great, I know you've been scarred, but Glass Half Fill, it's the last ever season of a card. I think they're going to have a bang, mate. Let's, let's hope. I mean, certainly, I certainly it looks like they're handing over the baton in this one from what I'm reading, from watching the trailer, so that I, you wouldn't tease the Enterprise F to never use it again or anytime soon. Mm -hmm. And I did notice as well, Jesus, they love reusing the bloody uh, uh, Stargazer Bridge, two, three different iterations. I would imagine Enterprise F is going to have a different version of it, but it looks very similar as well. I know it's about cost-saving and kit-bashing, but, I mean, have they ever heard of different decorators in Star Trek, different interior well, designers? Come on, man. If they're, if they're going to show us, which I assume they will, if they're going to show us the Enterprise F's bridge, it better be different and handmade i don't want to see the same garbage if they show the bridge i'm calling it right now gray and i are calling it there will be an enterprise f show of some sort name to be inserted later if they don't show the bridge we're not getting the series makes my heart i mean and the only way they could get away with maybe not showing the bridge which would be too bad but you could have let's say Worf is captain of the enterprise f you could have closer shots of just Worf 
and then the background is kind of fuzzed out, so you really can't tell what the bridge looks like exactly. That's true. They could tease that. Eh, right. Yeah. So, you could, so you could get away with not showing the bridge. But if you're going to show the Enterprise F, I mean, give me a break. You got to show the bridge. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow. Don't tease us like that. I want to learn or, about or, it. Or, go, or if the sets, and I don't know if this is true, but if the sets still exist of the Enterprise E, you could probably take them out of mothballs, change them some, and there you go. Out the will be. You have a bridge. Out the will be. Well, well you never know. You never they, know. Um, they, keep, they keep a lot of stuff at Paramount. They don't throw too much stuff away unless they really have to. Good. Uh, yeah. I think, so, I mean, we're, we're pretty much at the end there. It's a long-winded one. Apologies, guys, but, I mean, we, we, we deep dive here. We go off in tangents. Mm -hmm. We break it down, and hopefully you share some of our frustrations and delights. I mean, Ray's put some a couple of notes at the end here, but we kind of basically touched them just that... Yeah, we did that. We already, Season yeah. one and two were a bit of a disappointment, and... They were yep. uh, they were they were poo apartment according to to Gray. So the fact we see some of these other characters coming in maybe gives it some saving grace. So we'll see how mm -hmm. we go. It's a while away yet. Uh, yep. We really look forward to seeing Enterprise F. I want to learn about it. I want to not just get a tease. I want to see. I want to hear some of its specs. Just because I'm a P we're PC geeks, we like to mm -hmm. geek about PC hardware. We want to geek about federation starship hardware what's she packing yep. what's she packing under that hood great that's what i want to know so um i still think, really I, st cool. I still think the defiant will take her out though well see it's funny you <laughs> mentioned that because one of the things i would have liked to have seen even in this series is that if you were going to give command of a ship to to uh, let's say i would like to see the defiant in the series and if you did see the Defiant in the series, it would be perfect to put Seven of Nine in command of it. Oh, perfect! She's, because she would, she's the Black Ops lady, and that ship would fit her perfectly. Oh. Now that would be cool. Can wow. you imagine? Like you're seeing, like not only the Enterprise F coming oh. in to save the day, you see the Defiant backing her up, and and Seven of Nine is in command. Gray, would you stop? <laughs> so would good. you stop talking dirty to me? Come on, behave yourself, man. You know, if You've the got... writers were in the room oh. with you and I, and we just brought all this up, they would go like, "Well, that'd be cool. We'll do that." Oh, <laughs> man. and here's here, here's here's another idea that's going to blow your mind that you either love or hate. I would love the Enterprise G, not J, because that thing looks like an abomination. The G, I want the G to be a defiant class. Why not make it bigger? But mm. I don't know I'm... if that's ever going to happen. Because no, of course it won't happen, small. mate. Of course it won't happen. I'm just, I'm, I'm playing with the toy box here. I'm playing with the toy box. Well, you could, you, you could name some of those ships after the, uh, the shuttles of the, of the Enterprise. Remember, there was the, the Galileo. Galileo Seven, the Galileo Seven, I think. And uh, it's bigger than a shuttlecraft. Times. Come on, man! It's a small no, starship. I'm just, saying, take the, I'm just saying, take the name. That's would all. that fit? Would that fit in a shuttlecraft? The uh, the define? I don't think it would. A, a shuttle base. Maybe there would be. Would it maybe there'd be a new base? ship. Maybe there'd be a new ship called the Defiant A. <laughs> I mean, we just we never see it again after after DS9. You, do you see it? No, I don't. I don't. I don't know what Canon says Cannon. about it, but I do. Know, I do know it was out there, and I seriously doubt they would just decommission the thing. No, the keep that going. It was popular. No, make it get, exactly. Make it bloody... So, right anyway. now, maybe although I didn't see it, but in that scene where the fireworks are going off, I was kind of looking, but they're really small, and I don't know what you can't really see where there's a defiant ship or two in there somewhere. Yeah, um, you, you do get a few of them, and later on in DS9, other 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 types. So I hope yeah. so. Um, 
but yeah, yeah, we've chewed the fat really well, Gray. Cheers coming on for two days in a row. You've got to get off to watch uh, that NFL malarkey. So yep. I hope you enjoy it. Go, <laughs> go Miami Dolphins or whoever it is. Um, <laughs> but we'll wrap it up from there. Uh, oh, yeah, before we do, of course, I've always, if you like us gabbing and talking away and chewing the fat, always do that, the thumbs up for the video, not the thumbs down. Hopefully not the thumbs down. No, no. I'm pointing um, down to do thumbs up. Uh, or, and subscribe as well please we'd always appreciate it and always add comments to the end of it because uh, we always like to improve tell us what we've done right tell us what we've done wrong what you want to see what you don't want to see uh, this comes out as a podcast as well every week in audio format so if you can't stand to look at our beautiful faces for any length of time then you don't have to you can listen to us in audio format only on all your favourite podcasts and platforms and Mr Grey every month or so along myself this his podcast, which is Grey's Green Room, which is a little bit of Star Trek, a little bit of Marvel, DC, sci-fi, other popular programs that are out there at the time. Mm-hmm. They, they range whatever we're in the mood to talk about. Um, we do that once a month on audio podcast platform. And last but not least, if you like gaming, because we do come from a gaming community, then you can always tune in and catch us on our entertainment and gaming channels on extremepc.co.uk. Our colleague Nick runs that, and you can catch us there on on the Discord. But for now, we'll wrap it up, and we'll be back for the next review of Lord Decks next week. So until then, do your thing, Gray. I'm long and prosper. Cheers, guys. Bye-bye. Bye.